Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G, with me as per usual once again for the 2022. That's right. None other than Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. I haven't come up with a rhyme because it's not that time. Charette. Say what? <laughs> Yo, that was awesome. Yes. Still great. Yeah, I decided, that was awesome. decided to refrain from rhymes, you know, <laughs> until we get later in. 2022. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got you. Maybe, maybe a couple of things, you know, will happen that will inspire me. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not, there we go. I'm not going to push it right now. We don't need to we don't need to push extra effort that's that's not genuine. Mm-hmm. I don't want the crowd to yeah. feel in 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 genuine is that I don't know. Anyway, huh? uh how was your new year, Mike? How was it? Uh, uneventful. I stayed at home and yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Actually, like no. Hear. You know what? We did watch uh, some fireworks down the street. You could see um, Vegas from this restaurant down the street from my house. So we went and watched like the whole Las Vegas area shoot up fireworks. That was awesome. Real, real indication that I'm an old man. Uh, fire, fireworks make me cranky. That's a fact. Years. It really, <laughs> I just you hear you hear them popping off, and I'm like trying to go to sleep at like 1 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, it's 1 a.m. You a house. Yeah, <laughs> stop that. You know, and it just uh, so get, see some kid with a Roman candle. I'm like, you go to sleep. It's your bedtime. Good <laughs> lord. I uh, uh. I did the normal New Year celebration like most people do. I uh, I went on a 50 mile bike ride, and then had a uh, chicken pot pie. Huh? Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, celebrate New Year's right. That's how you do it. It's, Where'd you uh, get the pot pie from? Uh, Derek, the fireman in Miami, makes hmm. cool pies. Man, uh, apparently he got real popular with all the firemen. For bringing in pies, especially key lime pies, but then oh, okay. he branched out, and now he just makes all kinds of pies. He makes savory pies. He makes sweet pies, and nice. uh, and my mom sent me some chicken pot pies, and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna turn those down." Nope. So, <laughs> yeah, there, it was. Uh, let me tell you, it was delicious. It's a it's a, it's a good pot pie. I fully yeah. endorse Derek's pot pies. Yes. Yes. Um, But, Mike, this is uh, for everybody. You know, the show included. This is an optimistic time of year. You know? Mm -hmm. We're all sitting here telling ourselves, this is the year. (laughs) So true. This year, things are going to be great. So, since we're already thinking that, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go online. I'm going to find some tips on how to make ourselves better for 2022. I'm sure there's a lot out there. So I found from the media outlet Independent, uh, they have an article that claims they have 10 science-backed ways to better uh, yourself in 2022. Mm. So we're going to go through them. Here we go. Here we go. First one. uh, They're coming out with a zinger on the first one. Learn to control feelings of anger and jealousy. Mm. Yes. (laughs) That's right, Mike. Really started out the list with a world beater right there, huh? 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 That's a fact. Uh, I I can get behind this one, though. 
You know, listeners, if you're driving home tonight, someone cuts you off. Instead of thinking how you'd like to murder that person, maybe don't. You know? Yeah. There you go. You'll (laughs) be a better person. 2022. Uh, Two. This This is sort of an ongoing theme in this list they have. Two. Be compassionate to yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, wow. I thought about this and I was like, that's yeah, that's that's good. Self-love. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But very important. What if you're a shitty person? Mm. Like <laughs> I don't know if you should be compassionate to yourself if that's the case. I mean, you know. Yeah. I think if you're a shitty person, you should probably stop that. Then mm-hmm. you can be compassionate to yourself, you know? Uh, Apparently, having self-compassion uh, is beneficial. So write that yeah. down. Uh, compassion to yourself. Uh, three, stop the criticism of yourself. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was like. <laughs> I feel like that depends on who you are. Like, you're Michael Jordan. I wouldn't have too many criticisms of myself. I'd be like, well, I'm awesome. I'm the greatest basketball player <laughs> ever. No no need to criticize me. But, like, what if you're a person that walks into a restaurant five minutes before they close? You suck. That's a fact. You should probably criticize yourself, <laughs> you know? It's a real selfish move on your part. You probably yeah, it is. shouldn't do that. I'm just saying. Uh, sometimes you have to look inward, be a little critical. But yeah, apparently to this article, no. If you want to be a better you, don't do that in 2022. Stop the criticism of yourself. Uh, Number four, take a look at your daily routine and make alterations. Mm. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. a good one. It is. It is. Uh, So, listeners, if you spend your afternoon uh, selling drugs to minors, stop that. You know? Yeah. It'll it'll make you (laughs) a better person for 2022. Mm -hmm. That will will work. Uh, Number five, don't hesitate... To forgive people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This one, I mean, you know, if you're being compassionate to yourself, uh, you know, why not be compassionate to other people? That makes sense. You know? Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> number six, practice gratitude of life. Hmm. Good one. That that's would a good make, one. that does. Uh, and you know me, Mike, I can sometimes be a negative Nancy. I should jump in on this one because most of the time, you know, I take the good things for granted and look at the bad things. So, you know, but hey, hey, listeners, I am I'm so glad I'm with you right now on this show. I'm so grateful yeah. for this. Just wanted Me to let too. you know. So true. Just wanted to let you know, Mike, listeners, everybody, I'm I'm grateful. There we go. There we go. Yeah. See, I'm already better. 2022, <laughs> better. Number seven, develop more empathy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel Wait, like isn't that the same? Yeah, the same? yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I felt like. They're they could have combined this one with number five, you know, because number five was don't hesitate to forgive people. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've I've never met an extremely empathetic person that won't forgive somebody. You know, like that. That wouldn't really make much sense. Like, oh, I can totally see where you're coming from, but f- I'm not forgiving you. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. I don't know anybody that does that. Nope. But anyways, listeners, just become more empathetic out there. Walk a mile in somebody's shoes. It'll make you a better person for 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. Number eight. 
put attention into people, not inanimate objects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You hear it, people. All you folks out there going out on dates with a toaster, stop it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Go out with people. It should be a person. Yeah. Just to let you know, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to, you know, your your possessions, they're not that important, guys. Mm -hmm. It's the relationships. Yeah. Yes! That's why I'm on the radio with you guys. The relationship mm -hmm. we have, we share. It's magical. Magical. Yeah, it is. For 2022. Really is. <laughs> Number nine. Explore your talents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, do you have any talents you haven't explored that you should probably uh, explore for 2022? I don't know, but I'm going to look into it. This list. I'm okay. Look into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, as the listeners know, I, I don't know if I'd call myself talented at it, but I enjoy dental hygiene. Maybe I mm, should explore yeah. it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I should explore different toothpaste options. I don't know. Maybe that's hey, something. Hey, Doc I'm... G. Yeah, well, yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Electric or manual toothbrush? Oh, electric. All day. Okay. All cool. day. They have the technology now. Like back yeah, in the do. day, back in like, <laughs> you know, like you get like try to get electric toothbrush at 95. That's just dumb. They can't. Yeah. They, they can't regulate the power and the stimulation <laughs> then. Now, yes. A Sonicare, yeah. a high level Oral B, I have both, and both are great because I love yeah. dental hygiene. So, you know, mm -hmm. just saying, you can you can really with that Sonicare with those high frequencies, you can really get the gums. You can attack the yeah, gums hard with that. But <laughs> even as you attack them hard, no damage. That's the great part. Mm -hmm. You're going yeah. hard in the paint, no fouls. It's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Explore your talents, guys. Dental hygiene. <laughs> Uh, last one, and again, they're reaching a little bit on this one because it's it's sort of goes with nine. But find yeah. things that you love and do them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Guess what, Mike? I'm doing it now. That's right. I'm doing it now. Yes. Because this show is something I love. Yeah. 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 Now mm -hmm. that we yeah. we are all better people, Mike. Are you ready to fire it up? Let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Woo! Mike, first show of the year. Got a little, you know, beginning show of uh, jitters, I guess, you know? Because I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. We have one of the most popular guests of all time. We have Magic City Hippies back on the show. Robbie, Pat, John, they are getting ready to go on tour across the U.S. Uh, they are starting tomorrow night in Jacksonville, uh, 1904 Music Hall. They've got a new album coming out January 21st. Yes! We're going to talk to all the fellas. We're going to get the deets about the road. We're going to get the deets about the new album. I can't wait. I can't wait. But first, yeah, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yes. Yeah. Now, Mike, um, <laughs> you you can get one. Okay. No, I know you can get one, maybe two. Okay. Probably not three. 
Uh, All right. So I'm going to start out with the one I think we have the highest possibility, the highest potential here. Yeah, that's a good way to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Born on January 12th in New York City. From a young age, our birthday suit wearer wanted to be on the radio. He ended up going to Boston University for communications. Started working at the radio station WTBU. 1975, he earned a radio telephone operator license, which was required at the time by all radio broadcasters. In 1976, he started working at WRNW in Briarcliff, New York. 1979, he met Fred Norris, an overnight disc jockey who became our birthday suit wearer's writer and producer ever since. That's a fact. In 1981, he paired up with Robin Quivers, a former nurse in the Air Force, who had worked at WFBR in Baltimore, who became his co-host. 1984, he made his first appearance on the Late Night Show with David Letterman. In 92, he called himself the king of all media. Hmm. 1992, he became the first radio host to have a number one morning show in New York and Los Angeles at the same time. 1993, he released an autobiography called Private Parts. Over one million copies were sold in two weeks. In 1996, the film version of Private Parts came out. In 2004, our birthday suit wearer announced a five-year deal with Sirius Radio worth $500 million. Jeez. He still performs his radio show on Satellite Radio and has two dedicated channels on Sirius XM Radio. Name that birthday suit wearer. Howard Stern. Howard Stern is correct. Yes. Howard Stern. My goodness. You know, I just realized I did not tell you how old Howard Stern is. Yeah, you left out the year. And I got to be honest, he was born in 1954, which is way older than I thought he was. He's turning 68. Jeez. Wow. 68. You know, I mean, I'll be honest. He looks pretty good for 68. Yeah, he looks great. You know, like I thought I thought he was like, I'm going to I had no idea, but I was thinking like 54. And then I saw 68. I was like, holy Lord. Ah, 14 years. He's almost a score older than I thought he was. Jeez. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, he's got a lot of money. I want to I see uh, Private Parts. I still have not seen that movie. But I hear, yeah. it's, I hear good things. I've I've seen pieces over and over again. Like it's one of those I've seen that, parts. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that it always comes on TV. Like it's on like the E Network or something, and uh, I'm flipping yeah. through, and I see it. I'm like, oh, all right. And I watch like 30 minutes. You know, when he's getting thrown out of a bunch of different radio stations when he's younger because he's saying a whole bunch of stuff he shouldn't. And I'm just like, oh, hmm. And then I sort of lose interest somewhere in there, and I, I don't I don't change it back. <laughs> so like I mean it, I, it it it's it's good for a lot of the things, but yeah. I, I'm I'm guessing it would be better also if I I wasn't watching the censored version, you know. So <laughs> yeah, probably that takes away some, especially with Howard Stern, you know, it being mm-hmm. called private parts and all. Anyways, for sure, uh, he's turning sixty eight, guys. Happy birthday to Howard Stern. Uh, he does. I mean, man. The, the catalog of guests he's had on his show. It's crazy. So true. Uh, if you don't follow that guy on Instagram, folks, he, he, the, that's basically what they spend most of their time posting 
is just all these cr- this crazy catalog of old school guests. Really? Oh yeah, Stone Temple Pilots from 1993, Pearl Jam from 1992, Nirvana from 1994, Metallica from 2000, Metallica from 2008, Metallica 2012. Like just like all these different cool performances, live performances, uh, interview conversations that are pretty cool. Like. Dave Grohl was one that I recently uh, watched where he was interviewing Dave Grohl, which was pretty cool. Just just good stuff, man. He's had a ton yeah. of people on that show. Ton of people. And and there for a while, I'd say he's king of all media. Now, mm-hmm. eh, I don't want to take it away from him. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, little, I don't think l- so. A little harder to say that now. I feel mm-hmm. like that's gone on to some kind of TikToker. I don't know. They're, they're ruling the media. I don't know. That's I feel like that's the main media outlet now. Not serious. Anyways, I've I, I derailed. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Howard Stern. Uh, Mike, are you ready? Rip some headlines. Let's hear them. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Nice. What's going on in the news? Nice. This is where you get your news. So... This is how I get my news. I was about to say, you've you've had two (laughs) weeks off. You're like, I don't even know what's going on in the world. No idea. What's happening? (laughs) Uh, Mike, I do know you know one thing. We were talking about it before we came on the air. Uh, COVID, it's uh, pretty rough these days. Pretty wild. You know? Omicron just ripping through the country. And it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, I got to be honest, too. Uh, uh, Everybody needs to get together and decide how to pronounce it. Um, because it really annoys me <laughs> hearing 55 different versions of Omicron every single day. Omicron. 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 Go with one. Mm. Go with one, yeah. people. Jesus. Anyways, a lot of people out there <laughs> trying to stay safe, you know, trying to keep their yeah. family safe. Uh, a lady in Houston had an interesting week uh, or interesting method of doing that this past week. Mm. So uh, Sarah mm. Beam was uh, concerned that her 13-year-old son had COVID. Uh, he had tested positive for COVID uh, at home, and she wanted to make sure by going to a drive through testing center. Uh, when Sarah showed up to the testing site, she told the worker, hey, worried about my son. He could have COVID. Let's test him. And so uh, the, the worker was like, all right, where's your son? And Sarah went to the car and unlatched the trunk where the boy was being stored. Wait, what? <laughs> Ask why the child was in the trunk. Sarah let him know, eh, you know, just isolating him. Probably has mm-hmm. COVID. Don't want him to get into the car. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm going gonna, gonna to stop right here, Mike, <laughs> and, and let any parent or potential parent in listening land, no, there aren't any really good reasons to uh, put a kid <laughs> in your trunk. Uh, nothing you can really give the police or child services that they'll be cool with when you're like, oh, yeah, put them in the trunk. That That's not going to work. Not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. And uh, if you're you're if you're freaked, if you're this freaked out about the disease as the lady is, I got bad news for you. Kids are giant bags of diseases. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was a kid. I always yeah. made other people in my family sick. I was mm-hmm. that bag of germs that came home, and my brother and my dad ended up getting sick, and they were just like, you a-hole. And I'm like, what can I, can I say? 
I carry a whole bunch of germs. <laughs> so true. I'm like that nasty kid in Peanuts with the blanket that walks around with a cloud of dirt <laughs> following him around. That's me. Uh, okay, Mike. This may be the first story of 2022 that requires following up on our next story, or our next show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, because there were a lot of questions not answered in this one. Uh, this story comes from Channel 21 in Pennsylvania. Horace Samuels, Horace Samuels, who's a 42-year-old man, walked into a CarMax in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on December 30th around 1230. He came to the CarMax to have his vehicle appraised and test drive a new one. Uh, now, I'm going to read you exactly the rest of the story. This is the entire story from this point on uh, from Channel 21. Authorities say during the interaction, Samuels went to his vehicle and came back inside the business completely naked. Wait, what? Officials hmm. say there were about 30 people inside the business at the time. Hmm. That's the hmm. whole rest of wow. the story. That's, to be continued. <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, first off, I got to ask, Mike, what was the catalyst for this sudden burst of naked? Like, I don't know. Was he like, really? I don't know. Really? $5,000? That's the best offer you've got for my car. Well, we'll see what my has <laughs> to say about that in three minutes. <laughs> like, what? How? Second, when we came back in, I, I, I got to know, did he just try to fire the conversation up like nothing was different? Like, okay, so <laughs> going to test this Honda Accord. Uh, do you have any plastic covers for the seats? Because I don't think you guys <laughs> want racing stripes on the seats, if you know what I mean. Hi-oh, let's go with the Honda. Like, that's... Ew. No. Third, the last yeah. thing that really confused me, why did they have to tell us it was 30 people in the business at the time? Like, if it were 15, would they have been like, oh, that's under the threshold. You can obviously get naked. 15's fine. Uh, 18 no no one can get naked once you go over 15 like it just listeners i'm gonna try to follow up we need to follow up on this i need to get some more information on this one because and just so many things like they were just like and like and then i just questioned the whole i was like why if you only gave us this why did you even make this a story just like hey yeah somebody got naked at this uh, dealership just wanted you to know like, that seems more like something you'd hear at a ninth grade locker in high school. Or, for Mike, no locker, <laughs> depending on what school you went to. Like, just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. That's really weird. He it, said he's he was 42. 42. Which, Man, which like, I was thinking in my head, like, oh, God, I'm so scared of getting crazy. Just turning crazy <laughs> one day. But that's just, not a few years. That's only a few years away from me. I was about to I say, think. you get down the road, you're just going to all of a sudden decide it's a, a normal thing to get naked in a car match. lose my mind. You yeah. know? I mean, <laughs> there is. I mean, I do feel like there's a breaking point for most people. It's just like, oh, who cares? I'm just going to go ahead and see what happens. Let's... Let's go ahead and get naked and get get in this car, Max. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. But uh, well, speaking of crazy and speaking of naked, Mike, uh, let me give you a story from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, here's the title. Here's the title of the story. Quote: Naked man arrested following assaults on Church Street. That's hmm. 
That's the uh, that's the title. Now, keeping that title in mind, let me read you the first three sentences of the story. <laughs> a man faces charges after attacking uh, passerbys and police officers on Church Street th- Tuesday afternoon. The Burlington police say they responded just after 4 p.m. after receiving multiple 911 calls. They say Charles Root, 43, so one year older... <laughs> Just keep in mind. <laughs> was naked from the waist down fighting people and speaking incoherently. Mm. Mm. Naked from the <laughs> waist down. That title is false advertising, Mike. This man wasn't yeah. naked. He was 50%. pantsless. He was <laughs> pantsless. There's a big difference. Being, yeah. being naked is sort of like having a matching outfit. It's a crazy matching outfit, but it goes together. Being a dude that's mm-hmm. just pantsless is a whole nother level of crazy. Like, well, Doc G, wouldn't you say he was bottomless? <laughs> either one. Like, I mean, either one. pantsless, you could still have underwears. That's true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a loose cannon with two balls to fire. I mean, you, you can't confuse that, though, when you're go- with naked. Either yeah, one true. of those, pantsless, bottomless, <laughs> I'd let either one go. But naked, uh, it's not naked. You can't yeah, confuse true. those two when you're writing a story. If I were the editor of that paper, that writer would be reprimanded. I'd be like, mm-hmm. people are reading this story expecting someone to be fully naked. And now you have misled them. Misled them with your news. and just <laughs> unacceptable. But, Mike, let's get to the good news out there. I got a couple of good news stories here. Uh, important news out of the science community. Scientists mm. at the Royal Botanic Gardens discovered a new tree that only grows in Ooh. the Cameroon rainforest. Sweet. Yes. Really? Small. Small tropical evergreen tree. It has glossy yellow flowers that grow from its trunk. Now, I'm sure listeners are like, why is this plant even being brought up? Why is it so important? Well, I'll tell you, listeners, they've given it a new name. This plant is named the DiCaprio tree after mm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Nice. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio can now... On top of telling folks that he inspired Michael Jordan to win his sixth and final championship, he also has a tree named after him. He has a tree named after him. Wow. How cool would that be, Mike? That's cool. That's if, pretty cool. If you had the charrette tree, and you were like, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, for, that's for me. That's, a, that's the mm-hmm. old charrette tree. You want a charrette fruit? They're, they're ripe this yeah. time of year. You can go ahead and pick one right off. They're delicious. Like, you could do that. He can do that. Like, it's crazy. The scientists said they wanted to honor Leo uh, because he uh, took an initiative to to save uh, a Cameroon rainforest from logging. He he was, you know, he was sort of the linchpin there. He was, uh, you know, social media and up promoting all this, how it shouldn't be uh, deforested. And so they yeah. were like, hey, this, this, this tree wouldn't be here without this extremely attractive, well-acting man. So we need to give him a tree. This is his tree, the Leo bush. Yes. Yes. 
I'm going to call it the Leo Bush, even though it's the DiCaprio the tree. Yes! Uh, Leo Bush just sounds more sexual, which is nice for Leo. <laughs> um, Mike, I have another very interesting science headline. This is this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Doctors at the University of America, uh, Maryland Medical Center performed the first successful transplant of a pig heart into a human patient. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That's pretty wild, right? That's some that's some science fiction stuff right there. Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's a uh, 57-year-old David Bennett became the first human to ever receive a pig heart. And so far, mm. days after the surgery, it's been successful. And it's been successful. This is called wow. a xenotransplantation. Uh, and it, it was made possible because the Maryland surger, surgeons used a heart that has undergone undergone gene editing to remove a sugar in the heart, in the cells of the heart, that are responsible for fast organ rejection. You know, they're basically like these little sugar molecules are little flags to the immune system that the immune system sees and says, hey, he's not one of us. Get him. You know, and then normally, <laughs> if you'd put a pig heart in a person, they'd just kill that pig heart right away, and and it wouldn't be successful. Right. But they remove those sugars. That doesn't happen. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Mohammed Mohadin, uh, the science scientific director of transplant program, said, "Quote: If this works, there will be an endless supply of these organs for patients who are suffering." Wow. Yeah. To which I'm guessing pigs replied, what do you mean endless supply? Endless. <laughs> Come on, guys. And I'm guessing David Bennett replied, what do you mean if this works? Uh, just <laughs> wanted to know. Uh, the day before the transplant, though, they actually talked to Bennett. Uh, and he said, well, it was either die or do this transplant. Which, you know. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of things seem more doable when you compare them like that. Like, <laughs> if, it was true, e true, true. If, if it was either die or go to that wedding, you know what? Weddings don't seem that bad anymore. I think I'll go to that I'll wedding. I'll be at the wedding. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll be a tuxedo. <laughs> I'll have a great time. Tuxedo or no, I can come. I can come full black tie or not. Just let me know. We'll, yeah. we'll avoid that whole dying thing right away. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Yes! Um, Mike, last story before we go to break here. Real uh, quick though, oh, yeah. I do wonder with the with the pig heart thing. You know, how, like when you have when people get transplants, how they. You know, some people, they, they like coffee because the transplant came from somebody who liked coffee. I wonder if there's any I feel like that's a I feel hearts. like that's a, uh, you know, a myth. I don't know if oh, that's ever. I, well, I don't know. I, I, I honestly have no idea of the, the research behind this or anything. But I feel like that has to be a myth. There's I, okay. I have no physiological idea of why that would happen. I mean, hmm. if it were something in the uh, like in intestines, that would make sense. 
Because you have, okay. you know, you have you have uh, bacteria, large cultures of bacteria in there. So if you brought it into another person, those bacteria could influence our cells, which they do on a regular basis. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. Or if it were like nerve cells, obviously, but we don't know how to transplant a brain. That's insane. So that couldn't happen either. So like, uh, I, in in a heart, I don't know what would be influencing you on your preferences. Like you know. <laughs> like coffee or something that like you know i don't know why the right ventricle would all of a sudden be like hey coffee me you a-holes like that i don't <laughs> yeah don't know i'll check in i'm following up mike i'm doing we're getting we're getting dirty here we're gonna follow that up i'm gonna let you know if there's any actual evidence in all the right. scientific world which i'm betting right now no uh <laughs> mike speaking of uh dumb stuff uh drinking can make you do some of that it can mm -hmm. yeah and and another thing that can make you do dumb stuff being under the age of 25 that yeah, can very true that can make you do some dumb stuff too both mm -hmm. of the things combined played a factor in our next story uh this past week on thursday a 19 year old woman was pulled over around midnight by the police in york county pennsylvania the uh, the police pulled uh, pulled her under uh, over under the suspicion of drunk driving. Driver had multiple multiple passengers in the car, and shortly after the police pulled her over, they realized there was a live deer in the back of her hatchback. What? Yeah. Hmm. And the police were like, "Uh, you've got a live deer in the back of your car," and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And they were like, why, why do you have a live deer in the back of your car? And she's like, well, so I may have hit a deer earlier tonight. Uh, and apparently she told them she hit the deer and her passengers were like, oh, no, we killed a deer. And then they decided they couldn't leave the dead animal. So they put the deer in the car. And not long after they put the deer in the car, they realized the animal wasn't dead. Nope. But they were like, you know what? We're, we're going to still drive around with this deer in the car because they didn't know what to do with it. So the police officers released the deer back into the wild. There's video of it. You can check that out. And then what? the girl was arrested for drunk driving. This Oh, my gosh. This girl literally recreated the scene from Tommy Boy without trying to. Don't know if listeners remember, but in the movie with Chris Farley and David Spade, Tommy Boy, they hit a deer while they're drunk. They feel bad about it. They load it up into the car, and then it comes back to life and destroys their car. They remade that scene. And I'm guessing, since this driver was 19 and Tommy Boy came out six years before she was born, she has no idea she recreated that scene. <laughs> if I was a if I was the judge in her case, I would sentence her to have to watch Tommy Boy and be like, "Look, Chris Farley did this before you." <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, it wouldn't teach her any lessons, but no, you know, she'd get to great see, movie. Yeah, she'd get to see a classic SNL movie. So you know, wasn't it a LeBaron? Weren't they in a LeBaron or something? With a, I mean, they were soft top. They were. I was about to say they were in a soft top. I can't. I don't think they actually mention. 
what what car it is, but it might be a Chrysler okay. LeBaron. You might be correct. <laughs> you know what? Follow up. Chrysler LeBaron. I'm checking on if that's the car or not. I should know that. That's important. So true. Uh, Mike, we are going to a break. We are going to hear from our guest today. This is the Magic City Hippies with Champagne on the Rider right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKR, LP, 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, if you're listening to us on the FM dial and you have not subscribed to the show, you are doing yourself a a disservice. You are making your life worse. I didn't put it on the list of 10 <laughs> science-backed things that can make your 2022 better, but I'm doing it now. 11 backed scientific facts to make your life better in 2022. Number 11, subscribe to the Doc G Show. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mike, before the end of the year, he subscribed again on a different <laughs> platform. He did a different platform, and I was like, look at Mike go. Look at Mike go. Between me and Mike, we're going to make our whole listening audience of fake bots subscribing on different platforms. That's what's going to happen. Don't make it just me and Mike as far as the listeners, guys. Subscribe to the show. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Um, Mike, we need to thank those regular listeners. Uh, Here's the regulars. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, San Diego, California, Boardman, Oregon, Citrus Heights, California, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Dublin, Ireland, Winfield, West Virginia, Anoka, Minnesota, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Richardson, Texas, Genoa, Italy, Barcelona, Spain, Frankfurt, Germany, Oxford, Mississippi. There we go. Regulars. Mm. Regulars. I always feel bad for the regulars in that time off in between years. Because there's like yeah. two years, they're like, I don't have anything to listen to. I listen to this every mm-hmm. week. You're wanting me to go back now and listen to old shows? Blam. Which I know the feeling. <laughs> I, I've done that yeah. with some of my favorite shows, too, when they're on hiatus. And you're just like, oh, man. I don't want to go back. I've already listened to this. Yeah. I, can't, I can't go back and listen to this again. So don't worry, regulars. We're back. And we're not going anywhere. We're back. It's here. We're here. You can listen now. Just take us in. Take us all the way in. It'll make you better for 2022. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, semi-regulars. Pretty interesting semi-regulars. Some people dabbling over the break here. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Moscow, Russia, Berlin, Germany, Wheaton, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, Lexington, South Carolina, New Orleans, Louisiana, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Paris, France, Budapest, Hungary, Richmond, Virginia, Grand Junction, Colorado, Reseda, California, Juan Carama, Peru, and California, Missouri. Shout yes. Out. They're back, mm. Mike. California, Missouri. California, Missouri. They're back. They have attractive sites. I gave them a shout nice. out on Instagram over break. I was like, guys, because they were listening again. I was like, yes, I've reeled you in. Even though I laughed at your city at first, I no longer laugh, guys. You are my biggest nah. fans. Not really, but still, you're gaining. <laughs> you're gaining, guys. California, Missouri on the list. Also, Reseda, getting some Valley listeners of LA. Shout out to the Valley mm-hmm. there. Thank you, Reseda. Uh, appreciate it. Um, okay, Mike. Got a couple leftover stories. Uh, real quick one here. Mike, you remember Don Gorski, right? Hmm. No. Y'all, you remember Don. Think about it. Don Gorski had a sweet bowl cut, had long hair in the back. He was known for eating a lot of one thing. Hmm. Big Mac. Ah, the Big Mac guy. That's right. That's right. How's he doing? 
I don't know. Hopefully he's still alive. What? This story doesn't actually have to do with Don. Actually, <laughs> okay. has to do somebody who I think Don will be, hopefully, in 37 years. Sweet. Um, Dorothy. Dorothy. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Ned. Ned. Dorothy Ned. Dorothy Ned, Ned uh, is celebrating her birthday, uh, or celebrated her birthday this past Friday. Dorothy Ned celebrated her 106th birthday Jeez. this past Ooh. Friday. Yes, Dorothy is a great, great grandmother. Holy crap. Good Lord. I never even knew my yeah. great grandmother. Oh, Jesus, great, great grandmother. It's crazy. Uh, when Dorothy's granddaughter was asked what she attributes her grandma's longevity towards, she credited two things. She said, Grandma always used to take us to church. Then after church, we would sometimes go to McDonald's. And my grandma got a Big Mac. She was getting Big Macs for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right, folks. If you want to live to 106, Dorothy Ned fully supports Big Macs to do it. So true. That's how you get there. Nice. 37 years, that's going to be Don Gorski. People are going to be like, how'd you live to 106? And he's going to be like, well, I ate 50,000 Big Macs. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> 50,000. It's made me superhuman. Sweet. Then yeah. uh, when they asked Dorothy what she wanted for her 106th birthday, she took a page right out of Dazed and Confused, man. She was David Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. She said, sweet living. That's what she wants. Mm. L-I-V-I-N, Mike. Sweet living. That's what she wanted. Sweet living. And she's got it. 106 <laughs> years of it. Happy birthday, Dorothy. Fantastic, Good man. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Now, uh, Mike, we got one. Goals. What? Very, very, yes. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Correct, Mike. That is a goal. Uh, I was a little late on my goals yeah, there, but you know, goals. It's all right. Uh, Mike, <laughs> this story, this next one, this one made its rounds on social media. Uh, you you may have even seen this one. I don't know. Uh, there, there were a lot of, I saw this going all over the place. Uh, regular media outlets, uh, you know, kooky media outlets, uh, tabloid type outlets. Apparently, in Lavul Village, India... Lavul, I guess that's how you say it. L-A-V-U-L. Lavul uh, Village. A large group of monkeys became extremely angry at the dogs of the village when a dog killed one of the monkeys' infants. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So apparently, Not good. Yeah, apparently a pack of dogs killed one of the monkey's infants, and they became enraged. That's right. They came a pack of angry monkeys. And over a matter of days, the monkey killed 250 dogs. Ooh. Yeah. They went on a murdering spree, and they mainly killed the dogs by dragging them up to the top of trees or really tall buildings and dropping them off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that story. Yeah. <laughs> These monkeys weren't playing wow. around, man. 250 <laughs> dogs. Like that is What? That's some that's a serious murdering spree by these by these monkeys. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I started thinking about it, Mike. 
You know, you know what this village needs? Hmm. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do they need? A guard llama. They need a guard llama. A guard llama. They need a guard llama. They'll put they'll put an end to those sh- shenanigans. There will be no more <laughs> shenanigans when there's a guard llama. Those monkeys no will know who's boss. So true. That guard llama will come in looking like John Rambo in First Blood Part Two. A pure fighting machine with only a desire to win a war that someone else lost. Oh, man. He's going to come in, the red bandana on, just looking jacked. Just, oh, God, the the monkeys are going to run for their lives when that guard llama comes in. I am buying Lavul Village a guard llama. It's going to happen, guys. They need... They need some mediation. That's right. <laughs> Something. Nobody messes with a guard llama. No, sir. Nope. Uh, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back. Very excited about this. First guest of the year. We are going to be right back with the Magic City Hippies right here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Like I said earlier, we are starting off 2022 right because we have none other than Pat, John, Robbie, better known as the Magic City Hippies, who will be in Jacksonville tomorrow night at 1904 Music Hall. Fellas, how's it going? Very good. What's up? Yo. Woo! Man, last time we talked, a little little over a year ago, uh, Robbie was in Montana. Pat was in California. John, the solo Magic City man, uh, you guys are back now, geared up, new tour, new album, the new album's out January 21st, all very exciting, uh, but before we move on to the tour and album, I did want to mention, right after you guys were on the Doc G Show, John got to talk with an absolute legend in my field, the famous Chuck Bronson. He, he was on <laughs> the Martini Hour with Chuck Bronson. I don't know if it's your guy's manager or what, but you guys, you seem to be close with that guy. How, how do you get the inside deal with Chuck Bronson? Hmm. Oh, it's true. Uh, he's, a, he's a great friend of the band's. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we think he's going to be coming on the road with us. You know, oh, maybe man. Pop, popping some champagne in the back, but we'll see what happens. He wow. rides in the trailer, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we'll chain him up in the trailer, you know. You know, you know what's really weird about Chuck Bronson? I never see Chuck Bronson and Robbie together. It's weird. It's strange, you know. We, There's been we, a lot of misconnections yeah, there. We, yeah, we yeah. keep missing each other. You it's, know, they're rivals. For 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 all of us who don't know Mr. Bronson as well as you guys, what what's something you can tell us? We wouldn't expect something we wouldn't know about Mr. Bronson. Maybe a, 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 a little tidbit about Mr. Bronson. You see, almost it's like a. Like a figure unstuck in time a bit. Uh, speaks only in an old-timey radio cadence. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. nope. Um, <laughs> very often. 
very, very uh, anchor man energy. Yeah. Seemingly yeah. In- intoxicated most of the time. Which, uh, which is the way we like him. Yes. He's, yeah. He's fantastic, but he's made a. He, it, does he make a guest appearance on the new album? Can you tell us? You'll that? hear him. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear him for sure. He's definitely someone that was. Uh, he actually rolls su- out. He rolls out the. I, I'll give a hint. The first. He rolls out the carpet for yeah. the new, yeah. new record. Well, he just. He really does. He's he just, right, right on the top of it. He just breaks into our studio while we're recording, and like you know, he says something ridiculous and so loud that yeah. the the mics. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't. It's gonna make it into the mics. You can't stop him. He's a he's a no, force he of nature. I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about the uh, Water Your Garden tour. You guys were supposed to have a little sort of pre-tour taster around New Year's, Tampa, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Those got canceled because of COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you guys end up doing instead? <laughs> well, that was supposed to be what was going to be, I don't know, a top tiers New Year's. Like for us to be all together on stage, you know, partying afterwards. Yeah. So I, I, I think for, for most of us, we weren't going to try to like find something to substitute for how fun that was going to be. So... I you know I was with my partner's family taking it super easy doing a lot of the traditions of eating a bunch of grapes and stuff like that. Gotcha. Right, what were you doing? I this is one of the first, if not the first ever New Year's. I just rode solo at the crib, drinking champagne and hanging out. <laughs> it was actually kind of nice. Yes, you know? yes. The the introverts New Year's. I love it. Indeed. That, yep. That's what I usually go with. I wrote, I had a 50 mile bike ride on New Year's. That's what I did. Oh, wow. That was good. Wow. It was nice. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Eve before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a bad decision because I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't get enough electrolytes before the ride or during the ride. And so then afterwards, I just kept on cramping up. Like I was making dinner that night and my hand just cramped up around the fork and I was like, ah, yeah. Just a, <laughs> It was a very sad, sad ending to the the year, but it's okay. Yeah. We're in 2022, so it's good. Yeah. Uh, start fresh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I was thinking because you guys, you know, obviously are down in Miami, and I realized I didn't ask one of my favorite questions that I ask most bands on the show. Uh, when you guys are in Miami together, and you're looking for like a, a spot to go out to eat, dinner wise. Where's your go-to spot in Miami? What, what do you guys think? Either we, we, we've been getting a lot of shrimp burritos from this place, Uptown Taqueria. Mm. Uh, you know, Pat lives in L.A., and mm-hmm. when he uh, first came back and asked for food, I was a little nervous to be like, oh, I've got like a burrito spot. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, no, I'd say for the tour, though, it's definitely B&M Market. Getting those roadies delivered. Mm. Not for tour, sorry, for rehearsal and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, there's a B&M Market. It's like this West Indian spot, um, and they make just... just Killing roadie, it's so good. Mm. The guy is so friendly. The what's his name? Um, Anthony Bourdain like went there. It's oh. like this low key, like um, it's almost like a not a corner store, but it's like a little food market, right? And in the back, they have the kitchen, and it's just you can get some of the best food for like seven dollars there. Nice, nice. That's I a have, spot, yeah. I have never been. I mean, obviously, every any little like ventanita, like little, you know, like Cuban bakery cafe spot it's like yeah there's kind of a pretty high standard for like croquetas and like um you know like uh pastelitos right like little like pastries like guava pastries and and cheese pastries and so you can get those everywhere and uh like colada we kind of run on that like that's if you ever had the little uh the little like uh coffee like shooters of course it's, it's basically like a little sugary rocket fuel right oh yeah you know uh, 
So I, that all over the place. Like Enriqueta's is kind of the spot for that. Yeah. In Venezuelan food. There's a place called La Latina. That's like probably my favorite Venezuelan spot out here. Very nice. It's right next to one of uh, one of the best hangs. Oh man. Oh man. I uh, speaking of speaking of the the coffee there. I took uh, when I was at University of Miami. I had. Uh, History of Cuba was one of my favorite classes. We actually had it at the uh, Bacardi building. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> my my professor, shout out to Brian Littell. He's definitely not listening. Nope. Um, <laughs> Bri- Brian Littell uh, loved it. Every single day he would have some Cuban coffee. And uh, oh, yeah. it just made it look so much better. Like it was one of those things that made me want it when he, I was like, oh, man. Looks like he's getting so jacked off of that. I need a little bit of that right now. Like it's it's well, the extra the extra step of pouring into the little cup, like the little ritual there and, and yeah. shooting it. It, it kind of gives the, the a bit of a form and structure mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I'm really doing something here. I'm not just sipping on a coffee. I'm there's, drinking coffee. There's there's an addict behavior in there. There's yeah. a whole <laughs> procedure. Oh, I'm getting into this. Yes. Well, and if you you drink it way fast, like it's so sugary, you know. Oh yeah sugar versus an espresso like maybe would just wouldn't be able to do it because it's so bitter and so yeah you're just like course there's so much espresso coursing through your veins so I, much more quickly than in any other case i i don't know I have, have you ever seen it like set around does it just like I, i'm guessing it would just like if you left it setting there it would just like solidify into like a piece of solid sugar like it'd just be like a, <laughs> a brown sugar cube coffee thing suck on for a while definitely had some desperate nights in the earliest days drinking cold colada oh, yeah. made like six hours earlier it's like three in the still morning good. Still, still works still works that's <laughs> the trick the caffeine doesn't leave when it gets cold that's true nope uh well now that i've zeroed in on food let me get back to this tour yes! uh you this is the first tour since you guys had your summer tour uh which was a great tour until the 15th show where everybody got covid and you had to drive back to miami um very sad before we get to the COVID part, when you played that first show, the first show was in Athens. How did it feel? Was it like riding a bike, or were there some some kinks that needed to be worked out? It, I don't know. It, it was a lot of, of release to get out on there. I definitely uh, went a little too hard. I woke up sore the next day from just the, just kind of winding up my picking hand a little too hard and slamming it down and like, oh, that didn't pull something. But the next day, my body was like, you need to. I I thought to myself cool it out a little bit you know so i personally i had to just get some demons out of there it was definitely a relief to like um you know finish the show and be like oh we can still do that like yeah. it's so nice to to remember um but yeah i would say it's both it was definitely kind of like riding a bike but also you know shaking off the dust a little bit yeah yeah well let's let's avoid the let's avoid the covid this this mm-hmm. go round uh but on that last one how how bad were the cases? Who who in the band had it the worst? Uh, I, oh, I got it. I tested positive first, and uh, we Robbie and Fernie quickly afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone was pretty mild, you know. Oh, I don't know. That was pretty rough. Oh, you was rough for you. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was rough. I think the fever was sorry, rough. I've been sorry. Let me rephrase. I've been sicker on tour before than that. But you know, I had some pretty rough yeah. nights we tossing, had... turning in a, in a hotel bed next to Robbie. Mm-hmm. The, the, the taste and the taste and smell things very real. That was just yeah. like left. Those senses were just completely absent. And then I don't know. At least in my case, I had a terrible terrible cough for like over a month afterwards i had like mm. you know kind of a long like a long covid vibe but john is right we have definitely i mean there's like kind of a pre-pandemic and post-pandemic uh just regard for being sick and not 
being out in the world, <laughs> whether it's COVID or not. Whereas before, I think uh, maybe like, you know, the persp- like the paradigm of it was like, oh, you play, the show must go on, right? Yeah. Um, and we definitely, like when we've been out on tour in the past, at one point we had something that was, we were all so sick. It was like the worst chest and head cold in the world. And we all had viral pink eye in both eyes. Oh, God. Well, not all of us. That was yeah. you, you and Mike. But yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, that, got, that came around. And it wasn't even like pink eye from like any contact with anything. It was just a part of whatever else oh, yeah. we were sick with. So oh. it just looked like demons. Yeah, horrible um, yeah. illness. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was that was worse. Uh, at least in our in our recent experience, I in my memory, that was worse mm-hmm. than our bout with COVID. But in any it's, case, yeah, we had to shelve the tour based on it. It's it's wild. I, I we've had uh, several artists obviously that have, have got COVID, and it's all it's all different. Like I was talking, I was talking to uh, a, a guest recently, and they they were dizzy the whole time. That was their mm-hmm. deal. Like they just were dizzy for like three weeks straight. They couldn't stand up really. And I was like, that is is one bizarre bout of COVID right there. I mm-hmm. I would not be able to handle that. But we need to stay safe this time. Stay safe on the tour. That's what we're looking for. Um, in general, outside of Florida, when you guys go on tour, what state shows the Magic City Hippies the most love? Mm. The Midwest goes pretty hard in a way that I'm always... Our friends in uh, in, Indy, in Indiana usually <sighs> show up or in, in Cleveland. Because, you know, we got through 60% of the last tour, right? So go up yeah. to the East Coast. It's great playing in New York, the South, and the Carolinas. People are really excited for music. They respond. They little woos and yas to the little moments. <laughs> but once you get, I don't know, I feel like once we get to, once we played the show at Cleveland in Indianapolis, this last one, the energy of like the, the crowd was so happy we were there. And I don't, there was such this, it was so easy to feed off of it. It wasn't like even the best venues you get to play, mm-hmm. you know, but it was crazy how much energy we were just getting off of them that I, I'm always impressed by that. And then we do the West Coast and they, that always vibes with their music really well there. So well, Jacksonville always sets the tone too. Yes. Right. First stop. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that's kind of the vibe It's like we go straight from rehearsal and, and, you know, drive I mean, I think this time around, you guys are doing like day of, right? Yeah, day of. Yeah, you know, straight. It's like it's 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 the premiere. It's the yeah. tour premiere, you know. And it kind of we kind of coast off of that that initial high, that initial reaction and chemistry of the crowd. So Jacksonville's always a rowdy first stop. Yes, nineteen oh four brings the energy. They definitely do. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good place to see a show. It's a good place to play a show. I guess I've never played a show there, so I can't really say <laughs> that it's a great place. But I'm guessing it is. Uh, are there any places that you feel out of place? Like, I mean, you mentioned the Midwest, you actually get a really good vibe there. And it's like you said, I know the, the West Coast makes sense. And you guys, I know, have an affinity for Montana. It's it stuck out. But, like, I was looking at the sites and I was like, Salt Lake? Mm. Albuquerque? Mm. The Big Kirk? Mm. Like, are those, the, do, that, do people show up there? Are they bringing it? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some sort of through line just through people who find our music and connect with it in a certain way where we're lucky to have, um, like, a certain uh, depth of fan everywhere yeah. i mean certain places if we haven't toured there before like if it's not possible for it to be someone's like second or third time seeing us in their city yeah um then then maybe it's a little different it's more like oh i found this band on spotify i'm gonna check them out and it's more like uh, you know you show up and you're having a good time and you're observing but you're not like a part of this like fan base uh, right attitude or vibe but uh, I'd, I'd say those places you'd think were like off the beaten path you're we're always pleasantly surprised nice. there's always people wherever we go i think the, the irony is maybe that 
the bigger cities, even though like those are big venues and rowdy shows and we have an amazing time playing in like the big music cities. Yeah. Sometimes everybody's um, also an artist or a peer or like an industry person. And so like, you know, sometimes playing in LA or in New York or whatever, there's a little more of a vibe of you'd think it'd be like this crazy, you know, party, but everyone's maybe sometimes, sometimes <laughs> in certain moments, people are a little too cool or they're observing or they're... <sighs> They're in the industry or whatever, and you don't. Yeah, you don't. Cool always factor. Get as, uh, as, yeah. Oh, that. that so it's like like they can't let loose and dance, you know, so much. That I've blows that. It. Like I've noticed that sometimes in Nashville, but we. I mean, we've had a great time every every single place we've played. But there's just yeah, just to like, you know, places where where you notice a bit of a pattern where you you have a certain type of expectation and you realize it's a little different. In the end, people who buy tickets to our show, and they people who buy tickets to our show tend to go expecting to have a good time yeah. yeah you know i think that's kind of part when you're opening you know we had all types of horror stories where you're opening for <laughs> someone who's who's their fans are completely disinterested in you and that's like, you're like is it what do we do are we in the wrong place you know <laughs> but as rough. a headliner and luckily you know we have a great agent and so when we play a town we'll have that we haven't played as many times we're expecting a smaller crowd the rooms are smaller you know yeah. and then when you're expecting a huge crowd the rooms get bigger so there's always kind of this good energy and even in the smaller places those people seem so excited to be some of the early ones in there that you get just as much energy out of them as you do like a huge crowd yeah yeah, yeah well i mean the the hippie the the hippie fans they seem to dive hard i always like to look at your comments and it's like uh i mean there's so many comments on instagram of like Listen to you guys, fell in love instantly. Like that's uh, like always this like just love every song, love every. They they seem dedicated, so I think they come with the energy when they come to the show. We're, we're very lucky. You read the YouTube comments on our videos, and they're all actually very pleasant, which is not <laughs> what YouTube comments are supposed to be. They're, they're <laughs> you know? not quit. I never want to hear this again. Which are exactly. most of the comments I get from my show, which isn't nice, guys. <laughs> it's not. It's, nice. A, it's a sign of success, though. If people comment as though they think you're not going to see it. That's, that's, a good, true. that's a compliment. That's true. That's true. I thought, uh, I thought this guy was a doctor. What's going on with this podcast? Where's, you know? I am a doctor. It's just a PhD, guys. I can't do anything with an MD, okay? I can't practice <laughs> medicine. Now, let's see. Uh, you guys on the upcoming tour, you guys have the group Courtship opening for you the first half. Uh, is this the first time working with Courtship, being on the road with them? Yep, sure is. We're excited to play with these guys. Nice. Do you think there's anything a band like Courtship needs to know? Maybe, you know, maybe a little uh, rules for the road? Anything in particular? <laughs> well, I hope they... So they just went through um, an ordeal just now. Their van just got stolen mm -hmm. out in L.A. Just oh, a few Jesus. days ago. Yeah, so I don't know. if A shout out. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't checked up. You know, in the past like, day and a half, get those guys a van. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> they, they, a had, a, they had a GoFundMe going, and they were they were trying to figure it out. So I think if, if you're you know a fan of courtship, even if you're not, if you're a fan of ours, um, go to their social media and check out what they have um, going right now as far as replacing that because that's that's a big deal that decimates. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to get get yourself out on the road. It's it's a, definitely a long term process to have <laughs> to have a van. You know, of your own yeah. for touring. Um, and that's just um, this really, you know, rough, rough stuff. Man, I, I, I don't like to see any you know musical brethren go through. So definitely, um, yeah, you know, help those guys out. But they have they have it. Seems like they have it figured out. They're gonna they're gonna meet up with us, you know, to to kick off the 
the tour, and it's it's so they're going to get a, a new combo. van and drive across country with that van. That's right. To start yes. of the tour. That's dedication right there. Yep. Shout out to Courtship for being dedicated there. <laughs> uh, Shout out. We, we had one of your tour mates on the show last year, Timothy Atlas. Oh um, yeah, Timmy. You know, I asked Timmy for some road dirt. I was like, "Give me an MCH road story." Oh, shit. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give me any. He was like, "Some things happened, but I'm not gonna say any." What? So I just want to know. He's he's covering your guys' secrets. He's not letting anything out. Oh yeah. Well, no, that's the first thing. You know, when Tim agreed to join us, we had him sign an NDA, as as we do with all nice. of, with all of our um, you know our touring. Um, very necessary. Everyone in the venue don't wanna... signs an NDA yes. for people cleaning the ba- cleaning the bathroom. You know, we had a pretty lit. Uh, we don't go into what details. We had a nice last was night. That Missoula or with with them? And yeah, the last night in the row. They we have a very touching. We stayed up all night partying with them in our Airbnb. Just yeah. the what ten of us between the two bands. And I, it's, nice. I look back at the photos of that, and I still get you know one single tear coming in my eye of like, oh, that was so nice. Yeah, that night we wear, misty. We wear we wore each other's merch. Uh, on, oh, on stage, it was pretty nice. Yeah. It so, was touching. Something we try to do when we can, you know, uh, especially when we really make a connection night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with the opener is we'll 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 throw in their merch uh, when we hit the stage uh, on their final night in the row with us. Just you know, probably helps a bit with their merch sales maybe, but it's just the kind of a show of like, man, we really love playing with them, <laughs> and yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna hate to see them go. We got him on the new record too. We got that that silky beautiful voice. Oh yeah, the, he, he heard it for, here first. We yeah. got a Tim Atlas feature uh, oh, on, on a song. Very on nice. The record. It's, it's it's one of my favorite on the whole whole album. So I hope y'all looking forward to it. Very nice. And keep keep in mind, courtship. If you're listening to this, if they don't wear your merch on the last uh, <laughs> show date, they don't like you guys. So just keep in mind that's 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 what you're working towards. That's what you got to get. Uh, now the the last tour question before I move on to the album, uh, this might take some reaching in the memory banks. You just mentioned Missoula, and I, I was I was wondering because again, just like the Miami question, where's the best place you guys have eaten on the road? And I took a look back over Instagram, only solid evidence I could find. You had a stop there at Paul's Pancake Parlor oh. in Missoula. Mm-hmm. Now I will say Paul's was looking like a straight up winner. That looked like some good... I I checked out their menu, and I wanted to get a piece of Paul. Uh, But are there any other places you can remember that just, man, we need to go back there just for the food? If you're in, I think, southern Idaho, and you're driving through Pocatello, Pocatello. I don't remember the name. Made famous by, like, a Ted Bundy murder. But it... (laughs) (laughs) Not the restaurant. No, not the the restaurant. (laughs) I forget the name of the... Like, ironically, we had the best... At least for me, some of the best sushi I've ever had was in Pocatello, Idaho. Wow. And that was very yeah. unexpected. I remember being like rustled yeah. awake in the back of the van, like when we were driving through Idaho and it was like kind of late at night, like late-ish. Obviously the restaurant is still open, but and I was like, we're getting sushi. I was like, in Idaho, like why, why did you guys <laughs> decide that that's what we want to get now? And we go to this place, and I was just, yeah, my mind was blown. I forget what it was called. I can't. I mean, if you really, if, you, if you're already there, open up Yelp, or you don't have to be there. You can just do that. I, it'll I be the highest say, There probably place. aren't like 40 sushi places there. There's like, which one could it be? Yeah, yeah I, I know. know. It's reflective of how how funny that we're doing this Oregon Trail thing out there, but we actually have all the apps. We have Google and Yelp and Airbnb and all that stuff that, you know, we're just kind of completely lost without any of this out there, including for food. (laughs) And you can just be cruising by a a town. You're like, this place is 40 minutes away. Let me open up Yelp. Let me look up the highest ranked thing. And a lot of times you hit gold with that, you know? Oh, yeah. There's also, uh, we always stop in 
Atlanta at this Indian restaurant in Atlanta. What's that one called? You know what I'm talking I about? I don't China? remember. I know what you're talking about. That is that mm. place. Is oh, in the Ethiopian, the Ethiopian in, in, outside of DC, DC yeah. Yeah. in Alexandria, I think. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole little like strip mall that has a lot of I think like Ethiopian and other like East African food mm-hmm. and. So you guys are thinking outside of the box there. Oh, yeah. I, I go like I go inside the box for what what that uh, Idaho. I'd be like, where's the best chicken pot pie place? <laughs> what, where do you? Uh, and like if I was in if I was in Atlanta, I'd be like Soul Food. Yeah. I mean, I go Miss Mary Max all the time mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And oh, mm, if you guys get the chance, go there. Sunday special, it's the best. Yes! It is so good. You can you can have as much as you want. You eat until they until you tell them to stop bringing out food. It's uh, we got fantastic. a couple, couple vegetarians in the band, but sometimes we'll be like, let's just go to a barbecue spot just for you know for the guys. Like <laughs> well, it's worth. You it. know what's you know what's vegetarian is Chicago deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, <laughs> the cheese. Oh. There you go. There you so, go. Mm, Luminati, baby. Yeah, Luminati. Everyone says like Luminati. Like, like they Illuminati. Think it's, it's literally a word I've only ever heard you say. Yeah. So I'm just going off of what yeah. I'm, I think <laughs> you're saying. I don't know man, spell it. I don't know much about him, but there's a man named Lou Malnati. That's the name. It's not Luminati. I hate it like Illuminati. Without yeah. the eye, you know, Illuminati. You know, you can actually get that. You can, you can, you can get that delivered overnight. Oh, I know, well. I know that. I had, I had about like four of them during the holidays. You shout out to wow. Pat's on, dry, on dry ice. My mom ships those out like crazy. Uh, to yes. everybody, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the vibe. That's a mom that cares right that's there. Right. Yeah. That is a mom. And actually, we had a we had a Chicago band that that's what they recognize uh, they uh, recommended. I asked what the what the go to deep dish was, and they went with Lou's. Uh, I was I was surprised. I thought there would be like some undercover place, but yeah, people talk about Gino's. The people the jury's out on like Giordano's. People are like, no, like screw Giordano's. But um, Lemonades, <laughs> L- 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 I I think that's the most. That's what I would go with. And then like if you're there, you got to try Portillo's. Um, also, you know Italian Italian mm. beef or like. Yeah, the Chicago Red Hots, you know. Yes, yes. They have a, they have a thing called the box. Uh, that's Chicago. inside the box. They have like a thing it. called a, they have a thing called a chocolate cake shake, which is a it's a chocolate shake. It has oh. an entire piece of chocolate cake blended into it. And oh wow, that's pretty that sounds dangerous. The straws right there. Uh, straws that... a little bigger to kind of let the let the cake come through the yeah. straw. E- eating any of those things while on the road is usually not helpful to your like <laughs> long term <laughs> performance. Uh, but when you're coming through Chicago, really try slow you down the next night. Really lead weight in your stomach and probably frequent stops to the bathroom as well. Mm. Rough. Yep. <laughs> Rough. Well, now that we've gone over tour, let, let's go let's go to the album. Uh fantastic new album coming out. You got six songs off the new album that are out there in the world now. Diamond, Water Your Garden, Queen, High Dreams, Ghost on the Men, Champagne uh, uh, on Rider. Um how would you say this compares? This album compares to the the Hippie Castle EP and the Modern Animals album. How does it What's what's changed? What's the same? I've got a meta- how did you approach this? I've got a metaphor real quick. I thought of in the shower the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, Great. nice. Here we go. Get I was ready. in the shower thinking about Pat and Robbie like I do. Uh, no, I was. Yep, um, of course. <laughs> I feel like this album. I don't know. This is a little heady, maybe, but this album feels like a constellation of planets. I would say each mm. each song kind of feels like its own world and like mm. is like a very like a, a song I love as itself. 
you know? Like a, soul, mm. like a solar system? Like a solar system, yeah, that's what I meant. Nine constellations. Thank you, Paz. The solar system. It's like, it's 11 songs, I think. Not nine, thank you. No, we need to keep it scientifically yeah. accurate. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Yeah, please don't roast me, scientific community. Um, it, yeah, it's the solar system. It's like these, ele- but there's 11 of them, kind of lined up, mm-hmm. and they're all, they all kind of are different size and in different shape, but they all kind of have like a beautiful little color to them, you know? And I, nice. think, I think the other albums kind of had this big kind of wash through them and i feel like the world is yeah. built throughout the entire album together versus these just yeah. like internal worlds in each song you know? I, I agree with that I, I do think there was less emphasis like maybe not deliberately but there's less emphasis on like the transitions between songs it was more mm. like we built these things these like little worlds like these things kind, kind of each each of them were almost like worked on as singles obviously you only get so many kind of shots at releasing something as a single before the body of work comes out but um yeah but yeah, they were a little bit more like, you know, completed on their own and then placed in an order that made sense to us. Whereas before, sometimes we'd be considering what song could go into another and that would affect what would um, like what we would do with the end of a song. Right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that might yeah. have to do with that. This album was um, this is the first time we worked like really remotely. Like obviously the the music gets moved further along and, and like the kind of serendipity of being together and like the, the stuff that has a little bit more, um, you know, humanity and like just personality to it comes from like when we're actually the three of us in a room together so that would either be here in miami or they came out to stay with me in la for a bit but apart from that all the songs were begun you know kind of as demos that robbie and john like self-produced um Mm. and kind of already had a little bit more of a direction like normally before it would be like maybe something as as stripped down as and even just an iphone memo of robbie over an acoustic guitar or an instrumental that i made that we tried lyrics over or something like that and this time stuff was a little bit more like fully developed before we even before it even got to like my part of the process where we like you know build expand like a world sonically out of it and kind of blow it up into into you know just being a little bit more bombastic and dramatic and cinematic whatever like our mission statement is for it but um but yeah it's a very different process before that you know it was us in the studio three four nights a week um, like like clockwork, you know, for years, um, just like getting in this room and and being here till like you know two three in the morning. And this other time around, yeah. it's like us each individually, Robbie in Montana, me in LA, John in Miami, living with our partners at the time, um, and yeah, sending ideas back and forth. So very very much a departure from how we worked in the past. And yeah, it seems you know with the the new singles, all, all the singles, they do have a a, a different vibe each one of them much more so than the the hippie castle ep where you have this whole vibe i feel like you know bull ride was almost like the the theme of that whole first it, you know ride riding the bull of miami <laughs> for that whole hippie castle uh, uh ep and this one you have different vibes on each song and uh i noticed water your garden and queen especially in the videos heavy 70s vibes Mm. we got a lot of 70s vibes going uh and i even noticed a couple days on instagram uh uh you guys uh going to bg staying alive in the in the studio you had it cranking which sweet um i brought this up because back in november we opened the show i opened the show because i don't have a lot to talk about i opened the show about my playlist that i made that was a best of the 70s playlist all 
70s songs. Every single 70s song I could think of that was good, I put on this giant playlist. Uh, and I titled it Pubes. That was my 70s uh, playlist, which is fantastic. Now, I was thinking about this because of these 70s vibes in your songs. What do you guys consider the quintessential 70s tune or album? Mm. What would you say? Asia. What pops in your Asia. mind? Uh, yeah, yeah. it's like a Steely Dan tune, probably. Yeah. I, I, for me, I, that I like uh, "Low Down" by Boss Skaggs. Is like to me, is like that. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, reeling in the we years. Reeling in the years, uh, you know. Yes, Steely Dan. I, yeah, I would say it would be that song for sure for me for the seventies, and then the album would have to be. Asian. I listened to that a bunch in the last. Or wouldn't be do it again with like. Oh, uh, that's pretty good too. I feel like that's been a lot of like when we were established the seventies and like movies and when we were filming the video for Queen, we listened to Steely Dan like back to back. And then we started getting a nice. little Fleetwood Mac in there, and you know, we just—you nice. have to get inspired. Yeah, we're and we're all children. Of we're all children of boomers, so in some ways, we're kind of replicating, you know, a lot of the the imagery that's been like de- dominant in like you know the world that we grew up in watching. Yeah, things like behind the music, and even like I love this. You know, you got to kind of, you kind of got force fed the the boomer culture, and this is kind of our. Our take on it, you know, obviously the music isn't necessarily exactly like that. A Queen is, in yeah. some ways, a trap song, you know, at least in the in the production. Yeah. Um, but something about the otherworldliness of of how how that looked, you know, those outfits, it kind of matched. I think where we were with the music, it kind of, I don't know, it, it felt like we were making a re- record of the seventies a little bit. It's something about maybe singing yeah. it back and forth sounds like, oh, we're like we we are we are competent in the studio i did feel like a member of steely dan in some ways making the record (laughs) i can't buy a thrill is a fantastic album i mean that i I love asia but but can't buy a thrill is just i mean so dirty work and uh reeling in the years that's their first yeah that's their debut album right yeah and it drops Mm -hmm. do it again is just the first song imagine that that you're like oh here's the first song of our first record i really like uh yeah Oddly enough, burnt on uh, on the Hippie Castle EP, my like main reference track for some of the production, even though it's not a very similar like type of song, is um, what's it called? Caves of Altamira off a of Royal Scam. It was as we're going oh. for like a dead like drum sound. I mean, I think I think drum the drum sounds unless the song begs for something else is always like the first thought is to kind of reference the 70s. It's like just my favorite type of thing that I don't think yeah. has really gone out of style. Like some version of that yeah. has really stuck around even in like current like alternative rock and whatever like all these other all these new genres that have been oh yeah coined. but Definitely. yeah the 70s something there's something enduring about a lot of the the instruments that were used heavily in the 70s and and the kind of analog and like tape Obviously, i was about every, to say yeah, the warmth yeah everything like that that hasn't the 80s has a kitschy thing that if you want to go to it you, you you do that and it's got this like fun plastic stylized thing to it right but it's a little bit more like polished yeah and it's it's a little it's easier for it to be like um i don't know i get like kitschy or something like where it's just like oh wow that sounds 80s as opposed to 70s can be a little more covert if you don't lean into like yacht rock straight up like (laughs) you can use those colors in a way it still sounds very new that's that's just my 
my nerdy uh, opinion, and I will wrap that. Oh up. no! Yeah, I said, and I said the last yeah. Steely Dan comparison is I personally I listened to a lot of jazz in the last couple of years during the pandemic, and like them, yeah. I like I at least to like to think that somehow that came through in the record very subtly, and like the things we played in some of the parts. I don't know. I'll play. I'll play slide guitar. I'm like, yeah, that'll sound like Miles Davis. Sure. Like in my mind, it probably doesn't at all. But you know, maybe someone else will hear that and be like, ah, oh, yep, I hear it. We also have the the last song on the record is extremely 80s like <laughs> yeah hardcore 80s so yeah it's it's not out yet it'll come out with the record but well before before i i move on to the decade of the 80s uh i did you know you guys you actually you you messaged me when uh when we had sure sure on the uh on the show and those guys all the time that's what they say they get so much is steely dan mm. <laughs> they'll be performing and like parents of their fans will come up and be like you guys sound like steely dan and they said actually when they first heard that they never listened to steely dan and they were like who what is that a bad thing are they making fun of us who's steely dan and then they went back and listened and were huge fans after that so it's uh definitely Steely's one of my favorites. I still have to put if I put top album of the seventies, I still have to do Hotel California Eagles. It's oh, wow, still yeah. just uh it's just such a seventies jam and Don Henley's voice is just sex on a stick. It's I amazing. To, it's just I don't know if it's on that record, but I think it is. I listen to uh one of, what is it, one of these nights. I listen to that a lot. One of no, these that's, nights. Yeah. That's another record. That's uh, that's album before. That's album before them. Yeah, okay. but it's a, yeah that that seventy four. I want to say okay. Hotel California seventy six. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm Eagles. Yeah, I love the Eagles. I can't I can't say enough about the Eagles. They're fantastic. Uh, if, they're, if we're doing seventies uh, records, I just have one. Nineteen seventy two. Check out Live by Donny Hathaway. It is like the best oh. live record of all time. If you haven't heard it, I, I my friend Nick who plays on actually the record uh, guitar. He's the one who showed me a lot of the jazz guitar stuff, and he showed me this Donny Hathaway record. It, the crowd is amazing. Yeah. If you like live records, Donny Hathaway is just called Live from nineteen seventy two. It is a record I changed my life in the last year from the seventies. So I had to mention that for sure. For sure. Mark, Mark Broussard, who was on the show a little bit ago, that was his favorite soul singer of all time, which I was I was really blown away because I was like, really? No, I was like, no, none, none of the, you know, uh, Sam Cooke, no Otis Redding. He's like, no, Donny Hathaway. Yeah, man. He could perform like nobody else live. Yeah, you so, hear that record and you'll, you you'll know. There you go. Well, talking about the 80s. It seems like you guys, I don't know if it was this song, the last song that you were talking about, but I, I've seen a couple times on Instagram, you were you were doing some hot workout scenes. There were some, mm. I mean... What are you Pat talking had about? The, what? Pat, <laughs> Pat oh, well, had the camel tail out in full force and the leotard. Yeah. He's working the hip abductors. Yeah, Is yeah. Is this a video for the new song? Oh, no, that was, that was literally the guys like showed up early <laughs> and I was just... Um, <laughs> Just working out. Yeah, yeah just no, working out. That's an everyday. Yeah. That's an everyday thing uh, for me. No, I love it. Yeah, no, and they, yeah, it. they showed up, and I was, I just was like, oh, okay. And they, you know, they need content, and so I was like, okay, well, we'll just do. I'll just do something true to true to life, you know, for everybody. Dedicated to the fitness. Yeah, yeah. I love it, Pat. Yeah, that's good. No, we well, that well, that is definitely for. I mean, I don't know. I think you heard you heard it here first. There's a there's gonna be yes. there's gonna be another video. There's gonna be another video. Um, it's first song called "High Above the Sun." That is is the anchor tune, the caboose. 
of the record nice. and it's just yeah you'll you'll hear it we're really excited about that one but that one suddenly like if there was a more 70s leaning aesthetic woven throughout the rest of the record or um, this, this one 80s. definitely there's no doubt about it <laughs> and we all heard it you know in in how it turned out and like we just couldn't help but see in our heads you know like 80s aerobics like you know Olivia newton john let's get physical vibes yes and, you know we, we, yes. we found we shopped around for a couple of days we found ourselves some some one piece you know like leotards like you know sw- yeah i think we're using onesies yeah and uh love it and what we're you know no, can you no tell shame. us can you tell us if richard simmons is in this video with because that would be my new favorite video of all time it was very expensive yeah there. we spent the entire budget on the whole album well, cycle yeah no we yes. him in it we i mean is he alive didn't he it's the spirit of richard <laughs> no he's still alive okay, he is he's alive. still here yeah he's still alive yes Yes. There was a whole I thing about ta- like locating him. Wasn't there a podcast about that? Like where where is Richard Simmons? He like yeah. disappeared. It was far far more popular than my podcast. Mm. Yes, <laughs> way more popular than this podcast. And it was quite offensive that I was like that many people just want to talk about Richard Simmons and where he's at right now. And they don't That's need free advertising whatever. on this podcast. So you know, we could just start, we could true. just start we, we could just start speculating now, and maybe the ratings will. He came out after a little bit after that that podcast had been out, and he was like, "I'm fine, everybody." And they're like, "No, you're not fine. You you are not. Yeah. We still need to look for you." Yeah. But season I was, two, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine in their early twenties, and they didn't know who Richard Simmons was, and that made me sad. I was like, "Oh no, Rich, you don't know that there was a guy that had an afro." And super short candy striped shorts and a tank top that loved to sweat it out to the oldies? You need to know this guy. So I feel like I just need to have a segment on my show, like every, like, you know, just like a minute or two, just to be like, hey, here's why Richard Simmons is awesome. Like, I just feel like that might need to be a new segment that comes out. No, but, he's a uh, crucial did... pop culture, just like referential figure for sure. Yeah. I think I'm, trying, yeah. I'm, trying, I'm searching my mind for it. I think even as a kid, like me and John were both were born in 1990, right? When did Space Jam come out? Is I think 96. there's a re- I think there's, there's a reference to Richard Simmons in Space Jam, like a like a Lunatics yeah, reference. Yeah, there is. Pr- yeah. yeah. Well, if this video goes really well, then you know it'll be a huge hit. And when you need to explain who Richard Simmons is, we'll be like, oh, it's like oh. like that video, you know, like that exactly. thing they're doing in that, you know. We we're just go right carrying back the torch. to it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes, next. Well, I think, you know, if it does become a big hit, uh, you guys, well, which it will become a big hit, not if it does. When it becomes a big hit, uh, you guys need to do your next tour in all that gear just the whole time. Mm, it's we, just the. Uh, we still have it. Just. We, nice. We, we, bought, nice. we bought leggings, like really tight, you know, leggings, and that was like, we were like, oh, this is, like, this is kind of nice. It's very comfortable. Like, Mine are definitely like, <laughs> like to, to the kind that are supposed to keep you warm, and we were like shooting out in the sun. Ooh. It was pretty. It was sweaty. It, yes, yes. Sweaty. That 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 is rough. That is rough. Well, hopefully we'll get some breathe throughs before you you uh, exactly. go back on tour. Uh, well, back to the album real quick. Water your garden uh, features my uh, an artist who's on a tear right now, uh, and Pat's done a lot of production with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know she opened for you guys a while back. Did you guys start working with her uh, through Fernie? How did you? How did that start? Um, yeah, I mean, me and Fernie have been have been tag teaming. You know, the the instrumental side. I mean, well, and him as a writer too. They're both um, they're both very like they're childhood friends. Like you know, since yeah, like since they were kids, and both always kind of had a kinship in 
in their interest in a lot of the same like pop songwriters and stuff growing up and and are both songwriters who write very well together um yeah and then yeah like i got you know into the mix so i guess yeah you would say it, it was it was through fernier or it was through you know like this kind of collision of of worlds when when john started dating his partner back in this would have been like 2013 i think in 2013 in yeah. 2013 yeah and we just we met you know, a group of a group of awesome people from uh from Doral, like which normally we might not have crossed paths and yeah we started yeah. we started work like they were always kind of working together fernie and, and maya and then i got you know um involved you know more heavily on the production and stuff and yeah over the past few years we've you know we've uh completed a handful of songs together and it's just it's been amazing to see you know how many people yeah. connected with it how far it's 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 moved along and yeah it just seemed like it was it was kind of always a dream to to figure out a duet vibe like a feat i always thought i think of that song more as a duet less of a feature you know just like the way it's one verse and the other and then the two yeah. the two in harmony at the end and and it just really worked john wrote that song um you know for like kind of as what do you want to talk yeah, about yeah i we came back from the modern animal tour and i wrote for my partner nikki uh trying to put yeah. into song all the things you kind of want to say when you're you're on the phone and it's snowing outside and your partner's at home and they they need something from you in in, in, a, in a meaningful way you know whether it's like emotional yeah. sport or encouragement or you know they just miss having sex with you you know it could be kind of anything <laughs> uh and it's just that sensation that feeling i was already home and i wrote it but it's kind of going back to what it's like to be on the road and be like yeah when i get back i'm gonna do everything you need uh, and nice. it kind of expanded there to be kind of what the whole album and uh, was about is a lot of more of taking care of yourself and the people around you. Uh, you know, watering your garden implies, you know, definitely there's a uh, there's a million people that you're connected to in some way, and the ones closest to you, if you can kind of you know tilt your watering can and, and spread some of the the good energy you have into them, it can actually you know help a lot. I don't know, we're all kind of went through a lot in the last couple of years. And we're trying to oh, figure yeah. ourselves out right now. Yeah, and so that yeah, that song became the title track, you know, based on that that kind of relevance to you know the circumstances under which we were making the record, kind of trying to tend to our own in our own individual separate uh, living situations and everything, tend to our personal lives, and obviously coincided with the pandemic. Um, and then yeah, with you know with my I don't know, just I John wrote that song and it was short though, so it's, it, and it kind of cycles through. Right? It doesn't have an obvious hook. It's the hook is kind of just that repeating like tumbling um melody and so we yeah. left that second verse blank and then uh fernie and like sent it to them and fernie and my you know worked on it and came in and just had this um this amazing you know melody that opened like we couldn't think of another melody to throw in it we were so like yep. called demoitis right it's like once kind of once you get yeah. something down it's like that's all i could hear was that melody that was there and they breathed uh some new life into it and became that and we 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 decided we wanted to make you know a, a video that song was kind of an opportunity to do something a little different a little more um i don't know going for like a like a new classic sort of vibe you know um it's like thinking a lot about like Giorgio Gilberto and and that type of thing which normally isn't like maybe in the essence of our <laughs> music so it's just a little more sweet yeah and, uh, and a little more you know just going for a classic vibe and so yeah a little bit of a standout and yeah honored to have have my you know contribute on the record and came yeah came out fantastic yeah. came out fantastic and you you uh i did want to do a side tangent real quick i should have mentioned this the last time you guys were on the show but i didn't notice uh her single that you produced pat over 30 million plays on spotify and 
Barack Obama's playlist. That's right. Summer summer, Barack Obama. summer of 2020 playlist. We got Barry O, you know, stepping step into that that's, song. Yeah, I, I think about that. That's wild. I mean, that's that's almost as good as like Chuck, Chuck Bronson jamming on one of your tunes right there. That is, that is, that's right up there. I mean, how's that feel? That's got to feel wild to know that Barack Obama jamming on your tune. Yeah, it's the whole, it's really the whole thing of, um, one, I don't know how he found it, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was just via, cruising Spotify. Yeah, man. if it was like via Malia or something, like if his daughters are, or or whatever. If, or if it just a lot came of interns up on too that yeah. might, might be like, hey, here, check out this song. Yeah, this I don't know. I would love. I would give anything to know. I would love. I would love Get to think story. that he's just like on a beach somewhere and it came on his shuffle and he's just like, oh, eat too many, you know, whatever. But yeah, um, but who knows? And then yeah, just like to see it side by side, you know, like that's always a a, a great thing is just see anything. You've been a part of like listed side by side with things that to you are just like incredible pieces of, of art or whatever, and and for 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 anybody to consider them, you know, worthy to be like lumped lumped together and and like um, you know, uh, regarded that way as like you know yeah. an artistic commodity or whatever. Um, yeah, that was that was very cool. That was just one morning during the pandemic. Was like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> like just that'll notifications on that'll Instagram. lift your morning up right yeah, there, for man. Sure, for sure. I did hear that you also you created a synth sound in one of her songs, and that's on the the new album. You like that so much that you were like, you know we what? We did. We were Let's just talking this. about this last night at rehearsal. Actually, is that it the was, Ghost in the Men sound? Yeah, it's in Ghost on the Men. So like the single of the single of ours off the record that actually seems to have like snuck snuck in that most people are listening to now is a song yeah. called Ghost on the Mend. And that, yeah, that one, um, like straight off the bat, the beginning, and then you hear it throughout the song, has this like just really like squirmy, I don't know, like kind of sine wave, whatever, synth sound. And that was something um, we decided we were like, for this was before the, before the world ended, right? Maya was supposed to go on a tour <laughs> before she even ended up coming out, or it was right after she ended up coming out with us, or was it before? Yeah. God, this was a, this was even longer ago. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, like a cover of that. Uh, uh, Bad Bunny and, and Jay Balvin tune the Oasis. That's their like duo, right? That tune, um, yeah. La, Can- La Cancion. She wanted to do a cover for live, and we, I was just like working on parts. I was just trying to come up with like, okay, what well, could be like a rendition, you know, not just like a cover straight up, yeah, of it, but like her version of it. And then yeah, that's just um, found something in like built in in the software that's like I did a couple things to it, and for some reason. It doesn't, to me at least, it doesn't, I mean, there's synth nerds out there, it's like, there's probably nothing really that special about it, but, I, <laughs> but um, to me, there's just something about it, it just works, it just sneaks in between guitars and vocals, and, and it, like, it just sneaks into this little, wedge is this, perfect, yeah, right? this little zone, it's just this nice little milky thing that, like, nice. yeah, I've been shamelessly using it on everything, <laughs> so maybe, maybe the next, maybe it's time is up, maybe we've, after, Overused, after this record's gotta retire. Out, yeah, it could you be. could do a solo record where yeah. you just play, like, Bach pieces on through that synth, super hot, super hot out in the world, uh, well, now, you told us, how many, how many, so- uh, 10, so- uh, 10, 11 songs on the new album, how many? Ele- 11. 11? 11. <laughs> now, can you tell us which uh, you're most excited for? Is it the 80s anchor? Is that the one you're most excited for? Or is there what, another hidden gem? What do you think, Robbie? That's, that's, that's my favorite yeah. track for sure. I mean, it's something, it's one of my favorite songs we've ever created. And Nice. Uh, and what, what's, what's the name again? High Above the Sun. 
high above the sun. I'm keeping a lookout for it. As soon as it comes on the 21st, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm headed. First first thing in the morning, that's what I'm getting, <laughs> high above the sun. I'm checking it out. Um, now, like a lot of bands, I saw you guys post the year summary of 2021 on Spotify. And uh, on the summary, I noticed 158 countries listening to the Magic City Hippies. 158. But that means there were 37 countries out there not listening to the Magic Hippies, which is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Do you guys get a readout of like the exact countries? I don't know as far as the uh, as as far as Spotify. Do they give you every single one? Well, I think once you become saturated in like the general like Spotify, you know, people listening to music in general, once they expand to new countries, like you, you know, yeah. unless you're not getting a lot of streams, you kind of just kind of end up in there. They do give you like a readout by city and by country and stuff like that. It's always been yeah. mind blowing to see it because you think of these places and in your mind's eye, this imagine your imagination can kind of go wild. Like, think of this exotic place in my mind. How did it get oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, funk is still censored in so many countries around the world. You know, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> not allowed to be you know, part, you know, partaken in. I think so. I, that's what we're we're gonna chalk up the thirty-seven to it being banned. That's it's what we're ban- it's say. banned. Those are places where yeah, there's there's a you know our music is too dangerous. A yeah. tyrannical yes. a tyrannical government that just will not allow you know whatever we're bringing Impressive. to the table, you know, to bring those rebellious Impressive. vibes to the people. No, I think I also I I wonder actually that's a good question, but I wonder about. I, I know there's other, you know, in South America, I don't know how popular it is still, but like Deezer, you know, like there's other platforms that people um, use overseas that like yeah. Spot, Spotify oh, is yeah. not the predominant streaming thing in every country. So it could just be oh, a yeah. matter of like, you know, that's just according to Spotify and what's happening within that, within that app. So I don't know, even know if it's like the, the top thing in every, in every single you know country in the world. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. We'll, fo- we're going to focus this year. We'll focus more on those, um, on those blank, those blank spots. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. If you give me the list, I will specifically advertise to those places. I will go out of my way. I know we have a strong listening base in Vanuatu, so if Vanuatu is one of those countries, listen, Vanuatu, you got to listen to the Magic City Hippies <laughs> right now. You got to do it. Just get out there, do it. I do. I do the same thing though. I honestly. Uh, it's just so weird to me when when I look and we have regular listeners in Frankfurt, Germany, and we have li- regular listeners in Barcelona, and I'm like, really? How'd they come across this Jacksonville station? And they were like, you know what? Yes, this is the show that I listen to. And I'm just like, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy, which is even crazier when you have 158 countries listen to 100,000 times on your songs, along with Barack Obama. Which is nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and assume he listens to Magic City Hippies too. He he went ahead and crossed over. Oh, did yeah. both. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, we are up against a break. Uh, we are super excited about the new tour. I'm sure you guys are as well. Uh, listeners need to get the album. January 21st is when it comes out. But, guys, I want to thank you for taking the time before the tour to come here on the Doc G Show once again. We love being here. No, thank you so much. Yeah, listeners. You can go see them tomorrow night at 1904 Music Hall in Jacksonville, and you can stream the whole new album January 21st. Right now, let's listen to my favorite so far off the new album, Ghost on the Mend, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Magic City Hippies, once again on the show. Robbie, John, and Pat. Love it. So true. Love it, man. God, those guys are so fun. Man. They're great. I just... I miss the I miss the hippie castle. I wish it was still there. I know I didn't. I mean, you weren't you weren't on the show yet, Mike, when we talked about the hippie castle. But it just seemed like such a magical place. That's a fact. The mm-hmm. shag carpet, the wood paneling, the hippie vibes. Yeah. I mean, when I first heard about that, I was like, "That's where the Doc G Show headquarters are going to be." Right there. <laughs> We're moving down to Miami. We're moving into the hippie castle, and I'm going to live my life there. And I was mm-hmm. just so devastated when it didn't exist anymore. So sad. So sad. But you can, guys, you can relive all the hippie castle magic with the Magic City Hippies on tour. They're going on tour. And, of course, you need to check out that new album coming out the 21st. It's fantastic. You heard two of the songs on the show. And I'm extremely excited about High Above the Sun. I know you were excited about High Above the Sun when I said it had an 80s vibe, Mike. You mm-hmm. were Yeah, I love jazzed. the 80s vibe. Yeah. You know, I like both. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I'm more of a 70s dude, but I get a I get an 80s vibe a lot of times, you know? Mm-hmm. I I'll tell you, I get an 80s vibe the most on Saturday morning. So true. I don't know. I guess I guess Ooh. it's because, you know, I'm an oldster and uh, you know, when I was really young, you know, of course when you're really young, you wake up early on Saturdays. Yeah. So like all my happy memories of like right at the end of the 80s were waking up early on Saturdays. So like every now and then, like on a 9 a.m., 10 a.m. on a Saturday, I'm like driving around. It's a sunny day. I'm just like, ah, oh, you know what would be awesome? Some Roxette. Yes. You know what would be awesome? Some Duran Duran. That's a fact. You know what would be awesome? Some Michael Jackson. You know, mm. I just get I just get the 80s vibes at that point yeah. in time. I, I can't help it. It's some it's some good tunes, you know. But high above the sun, I'm super excited to hear it. Uh, and Mike, what would you do? I know, I know, Obama doesn't have a, a comedian playlist. Nope. But would you do if like one of your one of your bits from your stand up routine was on Obama's playlist? How like what? what? Yeah, that would be wild. I'd be it's very insane. Happy. Just yeah, like like right now, if somebody you know uh, called me up, uh, if if Sydney, our program director, called me up and was like, hey. Uh, Obama just called the stu- uh, the the station, and uh, he listens to your show. What? I'd be like, what? Oh crap! <laughs> We're gonna have to prepare a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez! Oh man! I hope I'm not letting out any secrets here. Like yeah. I just, just I mean, that's a, that's a lot of pressure when you know. Yeah. But it's also really cool. I mean, yeah, that's very validating. Yeah. I, I want I, I like something. I'm like I talked with them. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they moved over to the Magic City Hippies. If he listened to a little Maya and he's like, well, you know what? I like this producer Pat. Mm. Let's see what he does with his band. Yeah, let's listen to that. Just wild. It's wild to think of, man. Who knows? You know who who knows who's listening right now? Maybe maybe Kamala Harris is listening right now. Who knows? Shout yeah. out to Kamala Harris. Shout out. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike, we, uh, first off, thanks again, Magic City Hippies. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Good luck on the tour. Do not get COVID this time around. Stay safe, guys. Enjoy the country. Uh, Mike, we're going to do our last two birthday suits. All right. 
Do you want to do the long shot or the uh, the less of a long shot first? Hmm. Well, I think we should. Uh, yeah, I think we should work our way long into shot? it. Long so, shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, less of a long shot. Less of a long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. second easiest or second okay. more yeah. difficult. Yeah. Born on uh, born as Robert Cummings. His birth name was Robert Cummings on January 12, 1965 in Haverhill, Massachusetts. His parents worked in a carnival. And our birthday suit wearer had a fascination with horror films and always wanted to be like Alice Cooper. He graduated high school in 1983 and moved to New York City where he became a production assistant for Pee-wee's Playhouse. Hmm. In 1985, he formed a band called White Zombie, their debut album being Soul Crusher. Their third album, La Sexorcisto, Devil Music Volume 1, broke through with two big hits, Thunder Kiss 65 and Black Sunshine. In 1995, White Zombie released Astro Creep 2000, which went on to become their most popular album and their last album before they broke up. Our Birthday Suit Wearer came out with a solo album in 1998 called Hellbilly Deluxe. In 1999, Our Birthday Suit Wearer made his directing debut with the film The Crow 2037. His second album, Sinister Urge, came out in 2001. He released his movie House of a Thousand Corpses in 2003. In 2005, he released his movie The Devil's Rejects. He went on to release four more albums and direct and write a new version of the movie Halloween and Halloween 2. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. I mean, obviously, kind of guessing here, but is it Rob Zombie? Rob Zombie is correct. Yes. Yeah. Love it. I mean, you know, I essentially gave you his name, considering he was in White Zombie, and his Kinda, birth yeah. name was Robert Cummings, but, you know, Rob Zombie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that guy. That guy turning turning 57, man. Rob's wow. 57. Yeah. Younger I, than I thought, actually. I, I loved Hellbilly Deluxe's 98 album. So That's true. A jam right there. There are some good Dragula, the song Dragula. Oh, yeah, Twisted mm. Metal soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I know that. Classic PlayStation, right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. Oh man, any listeners that don't, haven't got on that ride, Twisted Metal. Let me tell you, you go Great around and game. blow up other cars. It's good times. It's mm -hmm. just a, it's a fun game. That was one of the first. I think that was one of the first games I had on the original PlayStation. Good stuff. Good oh, stuff, yeah. man. Great. Regardless, game. Uh, Rob's done a lot. Done a lot in his career, man. Uh, White Zombie, Rob Zombie, did a whole bunch of movies. Yeah, you know, my brother really likes Devil Rejects a lot. Yeah, it's it's, it's good. You know, he's he's into crazy. Uh, uh, Rob's into crazy. You know, gory horror stuff. That's what he's yeah. all about. So they get a little nuts. I mean, a house of a thousand corpses. It's a little nuts. That's a fact. You know, uh, a little bit more my speed on Devil's Rejects, but still, it's a little nuts. Regardless. He is turning uh, 57. Happy birthday to Rob. Uh, have a good one, Rob. Okay, Mike. Next one. You may get. I mean, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a long shot, but uh, there is a very big clue that I think, it, uh, you know, if you're familiar at all with Canada, in some <laughs> things of Canada, you'll, you'll know this one. We'll see. Okay. Uh, born on January 12, 1930. 
in Cochrane, Ontario. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports growing up, and since he was in Canada, one of the main sports he loved was hockey. When he was 18, he moved to Toronto to play junior hockey and to go to St. Michael's College. Two years later, he decided to turn pro in hockey. He played in his first NHL game March 26, 1950. He won four Stanley Cups for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He later in his career played for the New York Rangers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Buffalo Sabres. Throughout his career, he ended up being a seven-time All-Star. He is often regarded as one of the strongest players of his generation. In 1964, he opened a donut shop with his name in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm. In only four years, the restaurant had become a multi-million dollar franchise system. There are now over 4,800 stores over Canada with his name. Sadly, in 1974, he wrecked going home from a hockey game and died. However, his legacy lives on with his restaurants and as being one of the greatest NHL players in history. Name that birthday suit where? Hmm. I had no idea. I know you've seen this in some airport you've been in before. Uh, hmm. Tim Hortons. Ah, Tim Hortons. Yeah. I know it was a donut spot. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Hmm. Coffee and donuts, uh. man. It's basically uh, Canada's Dunkin'. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, 4,800 in Canada. 4,800 stores. That's a lot. That's yeah, a, lot. And that I, a lot. Full disclosure, guys, I don't watch hockey. Nope. Uh, yeah, you, you could ask me to name six top hockey players right now, and I could maybe give you one. Um, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and he hasn't played for 20, 22 years or something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, but, wait. never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never say. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea that Tim Horton was a hockey player. I only knew Tim Hortons as the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's where he came from. He's a hockey player. All right. There are some in America. You can find Tim Hortons now uh, sort of uh, splashed around the United States. There's uh, got to be one in Vegas. The pro- I, I would say there's probably one. In, I know there's one in New York. You definitely got a couple in New York. Um, and obviously uh, several places around the uh, uh, Canada-United uh, States border. But uh, regardless... Tim Horton, sadly only only 44 when he died, and he was still Aww. he was still playing hockey when when he died. Like he had been playing for 24 seasons, which is insane. Like what? That's a long like, time. Yeah, he's like Especially the Tom. Hockey. He's like the, the Tom hard... Brady of hockey or something, man. Yeah. Just, I'm only 44. It's fine. I want to play until I'm 68. It's cool. No no big deal. Uh, regardless, though. Tim Horton. There we go. Happy birthday, Tim. He would have been 92 today Hmm. if he's still alive, still with us. Uh, Happy birthday, Tim Horton. Mike, it's been a great show coming back. It's felt good. It's felt right. It has been. You know? It did feel right. It's felt good. I feel solid about this year. I feel like I have got all the right habits to be a better person. I feel like the Magic City hippies made us all better people. Uh, and I, I'm ready. I'm ready to face this year with you, Mike. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to jump in 
and get some great guests. We've got a couple lined up. I'm trying to sort through who we're going to have next week, but trust me, guys, we're going to get we're going to get somebody that you're going to go, "Wow, that's a good guest." I'm excited. You know, <laughs> that's what you're going to do whoever we have on next week's show. Uh, so keep it tuned. We, of course, will be back next week. But it's been good, guys. It's been real. As always, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Mikey, Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been great. It's, it's been, been great a show. good one. And until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.